Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome to the 55th episode of BEM Podcast, the Psychic Eye Mystery Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Laurie, here with my shmabulous co-host sister, Sandy. And we are coming to you from last day in May. Yes, finally. After two weeks of just, right? Um, Yes, mayhem. Oh my God. You had uh, the twins graduation. My nephews graduated uh beyond p- proud of them beyond 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 uh and you looked so beautiful sandy you look so beautiful in the in the photos so show everybody the photos what did you let me share a screen yeah no i kept it well of course i didn't uh <laughs> one moment while we figure this shit out are you good i don't see anything okay well one minute (laughs) this is fun (laughs) that's why i'm entertaining people oh there we go yay the two boys hold on i just deleted it hold on (laughs) there we go you're so good at the technical i love that dress on you thank you Ah. You know, so it's funny because the- uh, Matt, who's on the right, uh, who's on Sandy's left, um, on our right, Sandy's left, uh, it looks like he's uh, in shorts. I'm assuming he, he is. Yeah. Well, it wasn't technically his graduation day. So I made him, uh, his was the next day. So I made him put on his cap and gown mm-hmm. and he just threw it on because whatever. So, yeah. So these are the twins that Victoria always refers to in the coach series, Matthew and Michael. Mandy and Mike. Yep. My nephews. I'm their favorite aunt. Yes, you are. For sure. I don't care if I am or not. I just keep going around claiming it until people believe it. So Yeah, well, nobody else is writing books about them. So, you know. Right? Right. Or, or loving on them like I am. I love my nephews. They're wonderful. And then I launched See No Evil. So the 17th book in the Abby Cooper Psychic Eye mystery series is now live. And if you don't have your copy, go get it. Uh, there are 95 reviews already on Amazon. It's a 4.8 star. Yeah, so it's like right around five stars. Um, people are loving it. And I love it when people are loving it. So uh, they waited three years for it. Uh, I left them on a really evil cliffhanger. Um, and uh, they finally got the answers that they've been waiting for. Uh, the good news is, because I see this a lot in the reviews, hopefully we won't have to wait so long for the next book. You won't. <laughs> you won't. Typey, typey. You know, they, get, they get so mad. It's like, I love it, I love it. I'm like, don't typey, make typey. me wait. Yeah, right. Um, okay, all right, I won't make you wait. There are times where I'm like, hmm, misery. Um, anyway, so, uh, I've already outlined the next Abbey. I will be starting that in July and it should be finished and up and running September, October time period. So, um, I have a great idea for the next one. So, and I'm writing another MJ holiday book for those of you who have for 10 years, for a decade, been asking me to write one more, just one more. I'm writing another one. Um, I came up with a good idea and then I'm starting a new series with my publisher at Kensington, and um, I have another romantic uh, romance, new new adult novel in the works all, all 
as well. So, and then you have a coach coming out. Yeah. And then there's another spellbound. So no, but there's also coach that's going to be published in November. That's already, there's so many books Uh, that's coming out in November. So I know (laughs) my editor today sent me an email uh, from the, he's the editor on the coached, uh, like coach mystery series at Kensington. He's a great guy. And uh, he has encouraged me to start a new series with them. And so I'm doing that. And I sent him an out. He kind of knows generally what it's about. And today he's, he sent me an email and he's like, okay, I need cover ideas and title ideas. And uh, do you have an illustrator? And, and like my brain, my creative brain is just so, I can't anymore. So I was just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. You see what fun I have here? Hey, can we record a podcast? <laughs> I'm busy. I'm busy. So thank God, Jim, who is the inspiration for Gilly. Jim is my uh, literary agent, came to the rescue for me today. He always comes through. He's a great guy. So just like, he's just like Gilly. Great sidekick. Love yes. him. Love him, love him. And then anecdote. I have a, I have a de- I have actually have a kind of a cute anecdote that I think Sandy, you will really like. So I was reading for a woman last night. And her grandmother came through and her grandmother was just so chatty. It was really wonderful. So her grandmother's there and I can feel our grandmother. Really? Present. Yeah. And so um, our grandmother emphasized her name, Ruth. So I asked my client, I said, "Um, is any female in your family, on your mom's side of the family, have an R uh, initial name, first name? And, you know, the wheels are turning right and I can see that she's like trying to find one and can't and um and then Graham shows me Ruth and Margaret and goes like this right so I started explaining to my client I said you know I said what's interesting is my grandmother's my grandmother's name was Ruth Margaret but my sister and I always call her Margaret and my client's jaw drops and she goes oh my gosh she goes my grandmother's name was Margaret uh Roseville, Rose something, uh, Rosanna, Margaret Rosanna or something like that. So the middle name was the R, but her first Mm. name was Margaret. So Mm. I'm like, oh, cool. And then, um, you know how Grammy left uh, the China behind? Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, Mm -hmm. So Grammy shows me this China and she shows me the silver, silver uh, flatware that that Ruth inherited, right? Our mother inherited um, and so I asked my client, I said, do you have your grandmother's China or flatware? She's like, I have both. Nice. Right. So it was so cool to sort of get these two grandmas together to sort of team up and help deliver the messages. I just loved that. I thought that was just so sweet. Very so neat. thank you, Grammy. Thank you. And thank you, Margaret, uh, for my client. So that's my anic- my anecdote. Um, also just want to let everybody know. I am currently working on predictions. There, there's a lot of them. <laughs> there's a lot of ground to cover. There's some, you know, really far reaching ones and some that are really close. Um, so I'm gonna cover as much as I possibly can. We're gonna cover topics like the economy, um, politics, which is a big, um, not, bad, not in a bad way, guys. Um, the economy, politics, um, trends, medicine, innovations, energy, and then I'm going to devote a big section on AI because nothing terrifies me more than AI, honestly. Nothing terrifies me more for like our longevity than AI. 
uh, and I think the genie's out of the bottle and there's no pulling it back. So, um, yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be interesting the next couple of years. Let me tell you, in a couple of decades, actually. So hopefully you and I will be like long gone by the time the cyborgs. I keep hoping, but yet I'm still here. So, you know. (laughs) (laughs) yeah. And take care of that. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So now everybody's caught up and we are covering, this is a good one. This is, I like this one. So over to you, Sans. Take it away. Okay. So today's case is about Adnan Syed, um, who has been in and out of prison for uh, the murder of his girlfriend, uh, Heyman Lee. Uh, this is a protracted case that uh, started with the 1999 conviction of Adnan Syed for murdering his ex-girlfriend, Heyman Lee, and it, it became internationally famous in 2014 through the true crime podcast, Serial. After multiple appeals to overturn his 2003 conviction, a Baltimore court set Adnan Syed free on September 19, 2022. Then late last month, actually two months ago, on March 28, 2023, a Maryland appeals court reinstated Syed's murder conviction. And so the controversy surrounding his guilt or innocence for the murder of his ex-girlfriend continues. Born on May 21, 1981 in Baltimore, Maryland, into a conservative Muslim family to parents Shaman and Syed, uh, Syed Rahim, Adnan was the middle son to older brother Tanvir and younger brother Yusuf. While attending Woodlawn High School, Adnan was a straight-A student, played on the varsity football team, and was crowned homecoming prom king. To earn extra cash, he worked part-time for a paramedic service. It was while attending Woodlawn that he met Hei Min Lee. She was born October 15, 1980, and she emigrated from South Korea in 1982 with her mother, Yoon, and brother, Young Lee, to live with their grandparents. The accomplished and popular student was a member of both the lacrosse and field hockey teams, and she managed the boys' wrestling team. Given that Adnan and Heyman were from conservative immigrant families, the teens were discreet about their relationship. However, the secrecy purportedly frustrated Heyman, which led to the couple's breakup. With aspirations of becoming an optician, she took a job working at a local lens crafters, and it was there that she met and began dating Don Kleindis. On January 13, 1999, 18-year-old Heyman was reported missing by her family after failing to pick up her younger cousin from daycare. She had last been seen by fellow Woodlawn students at 2.15 that afternoon. The police searched for the missing teen, and, and they uh, questioned Adnan Syed, who stated that the last time he had seen his former girlfriend was around the time that classes had ended. Police also reached out to Don Kleindest, who informed them that he had arrived home at 7 p.m. that evening. Four weeks later, on February 9th, Heyman's half-buried body was discovered in a makeshift grave by Alonzo Selliers as he was passing through Baltimore's Leakin Park, and the autopsy concluded that she had died of manual strangulation. During the police investigation into her murder, detectives received an anonymous tip that they, that they should look into Adnan Syed. They also interviewed Jay Wilds, who at the time had more than 20 run-ins with the police, including aggravated assault against uh, a former girlfriend. Under supposed pressure by the Baltimore police, Wilde struck a deal claiming that he had helped Adnan bury Heyman in Lincoln Park. Six weeks after her body had been discovered, 17-year-old Adnan Syed was arrested on February 29th, 1999 and charged with kidnapping and murder of his former girlfriend. His first murder trial began in December 1999 but ended in mistrial three days later when jurors overheard a sidebar conversation between Adnan's defense attorney and the presiding judge. During the six-week trial that began in January of 2000, the largely circumstantial case centered around Jay Wilde's testimony. According to Wilde's, Adnan was angry that Heyman had broken up with him and murdered her out of revenge. 
Corroborating testimony by Wilde's girlfriend, Jennifer Pusardi, and cell tower records confirmed in part Wilde's timeline of events on the night of Heyman's murder, which helped prosecutors to convince the jury to find Adnan guilty. On February 25, 2000, a little over a year after her body had been discovered, Adnan Syed was found guilty of first-degree murder, kidnapping, false imprisonment, and robbery. The day he, that day, he was sentenced to life in prison plus 30 years. Syed's family fired his defense attorney, uh, Christina Gutierrez. On March 19, 2003, Adnan filed his first appeal to overturn his conviction, but was unsuccessful. Seven years later, on May 28, 2010, he filed his second appeal on the basis of ineffective assistance of counsel. In his petition, he claimed that his attorney, Christina Gutierrez, did not pursue an alibi witness, Asia McCain, who was uh, with Adnan at the Woodlawn High School Library at the time of Heyman's murder. The petition also noted the unreliability of the cell tower records presented into evidence in the original trial. Further, since Adnan's conviction, Jay Wilds has changed his story multiple times and analysis analysis of his police interviews suggest that he had been heavily coached by the Baltimore police. Adnan's appeal was once again denied. The judge ruled that attorney Gutierrez's decision not to call Asa McCain claim, excuse me, as a witness was part of the, her defense strategy rather than an act of incompetence, as Asia's statement in part contradicted Adnan's own account of the day in question and did not include the specific time that she saw Adnan in the Woodlawn Library. Four years later, on October 3rd, 2014, the first podcast season of Serial launched with a focus on the on Adnan Syed's case and the murder of Heyman Lee. By June of 2016, the podcast had been downloaded more than 100 million times, raising national awareness and new questions about Adnan's murder conviction. On February 6, 2015, the Maryland Court of Appeals approved his application for a potential hearing on the admissibility of the alibi testimony of Asia McLean. On May 18th, the case was sent to the Circuit Court for Baltimore City, and on, oh, sorry. And on August 24, 2015, Adnan's lawyer, C. Justin Brown, filed a motion that the cell tower evidence used by prosecutors was misleading and therefore should not have been admitted at the original trial. On June 30th, 2016, Adnan's request for a new trial was granted and his conviction was vacated after finding that Christina Gutierrez rendered ineffective assistance when she failed to cross-examine the state's expert regarding the reliability of the cell tower location evidence. However, Adnan was denied bail while the prosecution pursued their appeal. In 2018, the retrial decision was upheld. However, a year later, Maryland's highest court rejected the lower court's decision by a vote of four to three, denying Adnan Syed a retrial, concluding that regardless of the shortcomings of Adnan's legal counsel, the evidence presented in his appeal would not have altered the jury's decision to convict. In November of 2019, the U.S. Supreme Court also denied hearing Adnan Syed's case, leaving the Maryland court's decision in place. 23 years following his conviction for kidnapping and murdering Heyman Lee, on September 19, 2022, Baltimore City Court Judge Melissa Finn vacated 41-year-old Adnan Syed's conviction and set him free. The judge's decision came after prosecutors informed the court that in light of new evidence, uh, DNA testing conducted of physical evidence recovered from the murder scene did not match Adnan's DNA, and violations in the government's turning over evidence that they had lost faith in the Syed's conviction. The Baltimore City Attorney then announced that her office is seeking a new trial after a near, nearly year-long investigation, which revealed two new possible suspects. On October 11, 2022, prosecutors formally dropped all charges against Adnan Syed, eliminating the possibility of a retrial. 
In December of 2022, Adnan began a full-time job as a program associate for the Georgetown University's Prison and Justice in Initiative. Part of his duties include supporting an undergraduate class called Making an Exoneree, in which students seek to help free innocent people in prison by examining their cases and creating documentaries. On March 28, 2023, a Maryland appeals court reinstated Adnan Syed's murder conviction after ruling that a lower court did not give Heyman Lee's family sufficient notice. Her brother, Young Lee, only received one day's notice to attend the hearing on the state's motion to vacate the conviction. In a two-to-one decision, the appellate court ruled that this violated state law and the rights of the family and ordered that a new hearing be held. Per Eric J. Souter, Adnan's attorney, the appellate court of Maryland has reinstated Adnan's convictions, not because the motion to vacate was erroneous, but because Ms. Lee's brother did not appear in person at the vacator hearing. The judges stated that their obligation to correct the lower court's violation, as long as we can do so without violating Mr. Syed's right to be free from double jeopardy, we can do that, and accordingly, we vacate the circuit court's order vacating Mr. Syed's convictions, which results in the reinstatement of the original convictions and sentence, the ruling said. For the time being, Adnan remains a free man and is not required to be reincarcerated prior to the new hearing. He is planning to appeal the decision to the Maryland Supreme Court, and his attorney and family remain optimistic optimistic that justice will be served. My sources for this include CBS Baltimore, From Conviction to Freedom, a timeline of Adnan Syed's case by Adam Thompson, 10-11-22. CBS News, Adnan Syed's conviction reinstated by Maryland Appellate Court, 3-28-23. Biography, Adnan Syed is a Muslim-American man who was convicted of murdering his ex-girlfriend, Heyman Lee, in 1999. His protracted case became internationally famous through the podcast Serial in 2014 by Colin McAvoy and Yudi Pack. 32923, Wikipedia, the murder of Heyman Lee. Um, and those are my sources. So it's, um, you know, we're jumping into this very, very late considering how much time has been devoted to this particular case. But I don't know if people have necessarily concluded one way or another whether or not Adnan Syed was actually guilty of killing his girlfriend or not. It is, it's such, <clears throat> even I was like, oh, shit, I don't know. Um, here's the deal. If you go and read the interview that was done in 2014 with Jay Wild, um, I forget what the, um, who the interviewer, it's like Interceptor or something. It's like a website called Interceptor. You read the interview. It is compelling. It is, it is plausible and compelling, but so after reading that, I'm like, well, shit, did he do it? Um, because you and I both didn't feel he did, right? Initially, right. I'm like, he didn't do it. <clears throat> so after reading the interview uh, with Jay Wilde, I went uh, I went and just sat. And I'm like, okay, so who killed her? And I kept getting um, a heavy set, kind of middle-aged, maybe not middle-aged, heavy set man in his like late 30s, maybe mid to late 30s. Um, and, uh, I feel, I don't feel that he knew Heyman. I feel that he saw an opportunity and he took it. Um, and I know she was in, at a Best Buy, right? <clears throat> Something about a Best Buy. Hold on. I don't think it's in the story. I think it was in the, uh, in the Jay Wilds interview. So if you didn't hear about it since, I'm not sure. I think no. her car was originally at the, at a Best Buy and then, was put someplace else or that's Jay Wilde's story is that her car was originally in a parking lot and her body was in in her car and Jay had Adnan's 
uh, car and cell phone. Uh, he'd dropped Jay off. Um, Jay, or excuse me, he'd dropped Aiden off. Aiden, Aiden, Adnan, 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 Adnan did not tell him what he was doing or what he was about to do. Supposedly, uh, he calls Jay to come pick him up. Jay goes to pick him up and he gets in the car. He's like, well, I did it. I murdered her. I killed her. And so I'm like, no, these two like barely knew each other. You yeah. know, um, the only connection was that Jay supposedly was selling weed to uh, the kids at school. Right. And so anytime um, and wanted weed, he would get hooked up by Jay, but they weren't friends. They weren't friends. And so this whole he let me borrow his car. He let me borrow his cell phone. I'm like, did he? Does that sound like something a high school no. would do? Like, it just doesn't, I'm, I, you know, that just it's, feels made up. It feels contrived. And then, um, but the way he's kind of unfolding the story is super compelling. But if you go back over it and you just kind of look at it from the standpoint of a, of a, kid in high school right so part of the testimony that jay is giving in the interview is about his assessment of eight adnan adnan god i can't pronounce this poor young man's name or gentleman's name um and he's you know he's like well you know he struck me as this kind of individual who was under so much pressure and uh, he was, you know, on the verge of snapping and uh, I didn't know where the pressure was coming from, but he, he always had to be a winner. And so when she was indifferent to him and went off and started seeing someone else, he couldn't control his rage. And I'm like, you sold this guy weed and you know all of this about him? Um, you know, I, I, I was a pretty sensitive kid in high school. I didn't know shit about anybody else. You know, I was more consumed with myself. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. let's face it, kids in high school are narcissists. They're always thinking about themselves. They're really not paying attention to what other what's going on psychologically in the minds of other kids. So again, this feels like contrived. It just doesn't feel real. And the fact that he's changed his story over and over and over again, and there's really no consistency. And um the the fact that you can tell he's been coached just because of some of the some of the answers that he was giving the interviewer it's like ah oh, that just doesn't sound original that sounds regurgitated that sounds repetitive that's that's just not the way it would go but he is a fantastic storyteller and i truly think it was the fact that he was a really really good storyteller that sealed the deal with adams um conviction yeah yeah well but the, but at the end of the day dna evidence kind of proved that adam right. was not there wasn't him. so yeah, yeah it wasn't him um so i think that they have been scouring the interwebs looking for the two suspects that they are investigating i believe strongly one of them is a much stronger candidate than the other one um i don't know if the two knew each other it doesn't feel like they did um but uh, I think they're closing in on who actually murdered her. The problem is, if you are a defense attorney, well, they've already convicted one guy of this, and now they want to come after my client? It's like yeah. they just can't get the, the pin the tail on the donkey. I mean, you just, boom, reasonable doubt right there. Boom. Yep. 
So uh, the prosecution definitely has an uphill battle, which is probably why they haven't mentioned anybody's name. And they're kind of keeping a really tight lid on this because they know they've fucked up essentially, you know, so they're on an uphill climb. I don't know that anybody is going to necessarily be held accountable. I do feel there'll be a trial. It's a 50 fish. It's a crapshoot. Honestly, it's a crapshoot whether or not they get a conviction, honestly, because they're not going to get a conviction confession ever no no so um so yeah so i don't i'm with you i don't believe he did it just doesn't ring my intuitive bell it's compelling evidence against him if you believe jay but but again it's all circumstantial and hearsay really right hearsay of an unreliable witness right um and adnan spent a big chunk of his life behind bars for something he didn't do right and i i know Heyman lee's family is determined to see Adnan Syed pay for the death right. of their relative. But... Right. Because they're convinced. Yeah. So, um, and and it just makes you feel really bad for that whole family. You know, she was for everybody. Like, I mean, a, an accompli- yeah. accomplished, um, sweet young, young woman, you know, with places to go, people to do, things to see, things to accomplish. Well, actually both of them were, right? Yeah, he was a exactly. football star, prom king, right. and he, he was studying to be a paramedic and mm-hmm. he's still devoting himself to service. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. I'm not yeah. trying to make him out to be an angel, but it it's frustrating. He really that... could have been though, Sans. He honestly could have been just a really decent guy, yeah. you know? Well, um, you have two minorities that are being kind of railroaded through the system. But in 1999, especially, yeah. um, especially in the year subsequent after 2011 or 2001, mm-hmm. right? Um, if you were Muslim, you were considered basically just terrorists walking around yeah. uh, the United States plotting against it, you know? So he fit the xenophobia, uh, I think, pretty well of any jury trying to convict. So um, unfortunate, really unfortunate. So um, I did want to quickly mention when I talked about, I'm working on the, my every six months I do biannual predictions. Every six months I do uh, sort of national global predictions, big predictions. Um, my track record's pretty good. Uh, not to toot my own horn, doot, doot. Um, but I am putting those on a platform called Patreon. Uh, subscription will cost you $2.50. Um, but there's a lot of other really terrific stuff on that platform uh, from me. So there are uh, there's that new uh, Dear Victoria, where you can write to me and tell me the, of, a, of a dilemma you're going through and you need some intuitive advice and I will tell you what I see. Um, and then there are some, you know, guided meditations and I will start putting up my predictions uh, in the next couple of days. So I'll put a link so, in. So did you even look at my Dear Victorias that I've written? Because I've written like seven of them. And yeah, I just, you know, they're so whiny, Sandy. I just delete. <laughs> this one the drama queen i roll again again delete watch again with this delete yeah my sister doesn't pay enough attention to me delete kidding that that's not what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) that's what i read (laughs) it was inferred (laughs) uh hilarious um anyway so i will put a link to the patreon page up on uh on this thing up on youtube up on spotify up on the thing and uh in the description you know how i am with english with words blah 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 yeah i can't <laughs> oh god you know i get up it camera points at me i'm like Bleh. um so 
fun with me. Fun. Anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for patiently being so patient with us while we sorted through all of the busy stuff we have on our schedule. Um, it's insane what we have on our schedule, Sans. Like, we're, it's just nuts. <laughs> and God love you for continuing to mine the true crime uh, genre out there for new cases. I don't know where you find the time because I know how busy you are and I know how insane I am. So insanely busy I am. So um, God love you for uh, taking the time devoting that because I know these take about a day or two to write up. So thank you. Uh, yeah, we have a really interesting case coming up. Um that is a historical case and right? yeah it's very i just very I, intriguing you very sent intriguing. it to me and i kind of just looked at it like really briefly and i went Ugh. yeah it's, it's it's creepy it's creepy. very it's creepy dark. very creepy yeah, yeah for sure so even don't, don't get put off by the fact that it's that a historical one. case right it'll yeah. it, it'll it's definitely compelling so let's just say there was an axe involved <laughs> and it wasn't lizzie borden yeah, we should do that too. Okay, so for everybody asking me, we do Lizzie Borden. Here's the deal: I believe that Lizzie did murder. Um, I will. I will write it up. Just mm -hmm. stop. Oh, you're gonna I'll, do it? I didn't know you were gonna do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then I'll give my insight because she didn't do it alone. So, Dum -da -da. anyway, love you, love you, love you, love you. Too. Bye, everybody. We'll see. Thank you, you all next week. Next time. Next time. Next time. <laughs> okay. Bye.